Welcome back to the MatchNet Podcast. We are fortunate to have um, a wonderful couple that just got blessed. You guys just got blessed, right? Oh, yeah. Like yes. how long ago? Just um, over a month ago. Just over one month ago. You were blessed in marriage by true parents and you are living living the life. And we wanted, I wanted to have you guys on here because because you got, Josh, you, you had a pretty interesting experience with MatchNet and I wanted to have you on here because of that too, but also because you're you 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 are both pretty open about sharing your your experience and your journey, uh, and I, I think it's really valuable for people to hear a real life testimony and experience, right? But I want to first ask you guys, how you doing? Pretty good. Uh, today was an unexpectedly sunny day at uh, in Toronto, and I was expecting rain all day, and uh, it put me in a really good mood. I'm a very nature dependent, okay. dependent person, so I'm feeling really top of the world right now cool i just went fundraising and did some exercise <laughs> so yeah i'm feeling healthy nice so your mood is good today but how are you yeah. feeling how do you feel you guys are blessed now like how is it what is it like if you could describe the feeling of being blessed now for over a month what is it mm. what, do you, what do you feel like well, we're doing our 40 days separation right now, and it is the 34th day, I believe. Yeah, so we've been calling every day and doing conditions, prayer, um, writing love letters to each other every day. And I've been, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think our relationship really grew through that. So okay. I feel like we're in a really good place. Good. Yeah. Can't lie, literally like after the blessing, I felt closer to Rika spiritually and I'm not like no word of a lie that actually like felt it. Like I saw her pray after we got blessed mm. and it was like, I was looking at her. I was like, dang, I'm so attracted to her right now. Wow. Just like after the prayer <laughs> specifically. Nice. So I felt really close to her, but yeah, this, this current edition is really good. I love to talk. Talking every day has been good for me. Oh, nice. You just call each other on the phone and just talk about stuff what do you guys talk about what are you talking about a lot of what we talk about right now is the 40 day separation and then yeah uh a lot of just how work and school life is going okay any any uh so you're feeling pretty elated right pretty happy any arguments any yeah. fighting that you guys have had this is what people come here for is to hear the, <laughs> hear the dirt <laughs> is to hear what's going on actually yeah a little bit not fighting but I think uh, smaller things that have easily popped up from miscommunication, just like over times to call each other or um, things that like just get said and we get in a bit of a down mood from it. Usually me, honestly, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty emotional. And I think uh, like I'm very easy to my mood will shift a lot and she'll say something and I'll be like, ah, oh, dang it. Mm. I made Rika sad. And then I get in like a pretty like down mood from that. And Rika's like, what the heck are you doing? Mm. Like, stop it. Okay. So, so why does that happen? Because something she says or because something you said? Mm. Usually like I'll say something, I'll feel like I annoyed her or I frustrated her or whatever. And then I'll just get into like a negative headspace about it. Like, why did I say something so stupid? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah. And Rika will just like feel and see that I'm down. Yeah. And just be like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Rika's, Rika's <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> All right. Explain yourself, Rika. What, do, what is he talking about? What is Josh talking about? What is he talking about? Um, I don't know. Okay. I think we're both very honest that is a strength but it also can be a weakness for the both of us when we're too honest um so like if something comes up and we honestly share what we feel in that moment I'm the type I cannot keep my emotions in so I just say what I feel in that moment and I guess it it hurts him sometimes and he gets sensitive about it and I do apologize afterwards like sorry I was being honest and I shared this but then he's like no it's my fault for not being able to take it in well it's my fault and I'm like no don't always try to blame yourself for everything this relationship takes two it's not just you so mm -hmm. I think that's what happens <laughs> eloquent yes that that is it yep <laughs> okay 
so basically Josh is just being a little weenie and, and <laughs> Rita, has to, Rita has to mother him into, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I totally get it. I'm, I mean, my wife and I are just like you guys. So, I mean, in that, in that sense, <laughs> like she's just like, what are you talking about? You know? Um, so I want to hear just a, a kind of like, if you could give us like a three minute, five minute summary of your matching process, like, like run, run, run down what happened and how you found each other, what kind of took place and how would you summarize and maybe for context for people, like what was helpful, what was not helpful and what would you want to say to people that are, you know, trying to get matched. Right. Well, how we found each other was actually pretty like crazy. Um, so I had this, and you kind of alluded to it. I had this whole match net experience. It like enlightened me. And I mm. um, was able to like get through to my parents in a way that I wasn't able to um, before that. And I'm pretty like open in general with my parents already, but it, this was different. I was able to get something through to them that needed to be said, not go into detail later, but um, yeah, that was like a month before I met Rika. I had this like experience we shared and I got all my stuff done, all my candidate information completed. Um, and I told my parents, I was very strong about this. I was like, I fully, fully trust in you and my matching supporters to work together and find my spouse. You are God in my life. I want to trust you completely. I don't even need to hear who you're looking for or whatever. Once all four of you find something and agree, I'm good. I will like except to start communicating with her. I don't know if it'll work out, but like, I'll communicate with her. Um, and like, I was strong about that. And my mom doesn't necessarily like that. She was like, I want to talk to you about things. And I was like, no, this is how I really need it to be done. And she respected it. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, after like searching, they were looking all together, requests came in, they saw profiles, things they disagreed with, um, didn't like. And then uh, one week later or something, two weeks later, um, my matching supporter's wife found Rika's profile and was like, this is the girl. And it was like, it just stood out to her. She's like, I need to show this one. Hmm. And then all three of them like showed her husband. He was like, yep, I like it. My parents were at a lake when they were calling and she was like, okay, this is the profile we're going to show. My dad took one look at it. And it was like, yeah, mom agreed. And they showed it to me and I was like already willing to accept. And then I saw her profile itself and I was like, okay, yep. I'm uh, really good with this. Right. And I was so, like, just yeah. finding it. Take one step back for a second. I have a question. Mm -hmm. So why did you, what is the reason that you didn't want to have any involvement and you wanted to foot, pull, foot, put full trust in your parents and matching supporter? Yeah. I always, um, in my life felt God's love the most through my parents. And I felt, yeah, that's how God was represented to me. Um, and I really wanted to have them be part of my process and finding out that's something that I always did really want. Mm -hmm. And I felt so strongly at this time. Um, and there's probably parts of it that were like self doubt in, I don't want to make a decision on somebody based on like externals. Based on, um, and your, I want, based on your own, based on my own, like whatever it is, I, I wanted to fully trust that like I'm with this person for very deep reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and I really trusted my parents to find someone that was perfect for me or really great for me. Um, mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have to doubt that, you know, I could feel everything that I wanted to feel and that's totally good, but I wouldn't have any doubt in the back of my mind of like, is there, is there another reason that I picked this and that I'm kind of hiding for myself or whatever? Um, so it was like two parts of that. It was that part. And then just really trusting, like, I want God in my relationship. I want God to be part of finding her. And I trust my parents to do that. And then what happened? And then they found the, the perfect girl for me. That's what happened. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. They showed me her profile. I was like, yeah. this, you all four of you agreed. And they're like, yeah, all four of us agreed. And I was like, okay. And in my okay. mind, I was like, I will say yes to talking with her. And okay, then, so, so Josh, so before you even talked to her, you were like, you wanted to commit to this. I wanted to commit to communicating with her. Okay. I did not commit to like, I will absolutely get matched to this person, but I was absolutely committed to like, doesn't matter what, you know, looks, externals didn't matter. Um, and whatever is written on the profile helped, but didn't matter. I was going to like communicate with her. Um, so, and if so, stuff popped yeah. up, you know, we, we would talk about it and work with it, but I was committed okay. to 
the full effort and investment into it. So what was the the tipping point where you were like, okay, I want to commit to this because people, people get paralyzed, especially Josh, people like you, like people who are like gung ho and, and high values, high standard trust in God. Yeah. People who are like that are often paralyzed because they're afraid to make the wrong choice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what was it for you that were like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I, I really, we'll get to Rika we'll soon. Go ahead. I really needed to see um, a few things to feel very trusting in it. I really needed to see like, what's her commitment to the blessing. I needed her commitment to be like equally strong. Like I, I don't ever believe in the blessing breaking and you know, there's no looking at our blessing and saying this could break in the future. That's not an option. And I needed to her to be on the same page as that, that we're, we'll work on everything and being an eternal couple. Hmm. So that was really important for me. Yeah. Um, and then seeing her honesty and her commitment to being honest and working through things, those two were like huge aspects for me. And I knew that like, if someone has those traits, then I will have a successful blessing with them. And then everything else is just like a building, like to make it an even greater blessing. Mm. Um, yeah. So like, honestly speaking, I didn't commit like after the very first call, but I may as well have, uh, cause she, and I'm sure she, she can elaborate, but Rika completely won my heart in the very first, like sentence she said to me in the call because she was able to prove her like total honesty and faith and commitment to me just in the way that we started our call together and i didn't necessarily commit because of this but i fully like i i yeah i don't know i fell for her commitment at that point i was like i have no doubts on how much she invests she's going to invest in this which made everything in our matching process go a million times smoother because I didn't have doubts on her commitment. Interesting. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. And I, I would agree wholeheartedly that that is a, actually a very beautiful quality to have. And it seems to be the common thread for success long-term is like we're committed to this no matter what. And from the, out, from the outside looking in when someone hears that, it sounds a bit naive. You know, and I used to think it was like, personally, I thought it was naive. Like you can't make everything work no matter what, like, what if this happens? What if this happens and making all these reasons. Right. But over the last, you know, 12 years, I've been blessed and 10 years helping people get mashed and blessed. It's like, we've seen every egregious, horrendous situation in couples, like the most insurmountable difficulties you can imagine guys. And somehow people are able to, through the commitment of I'm committed to the growth of the blessing and expanding our ability to love no matter what they can go from very, very dire situations to having more love in their relationship beyond they ever had before, mm. which is a miracle in my opinion, you know, it's crazy to see that and to actually witness that in couples and people throw in the towel too early and say, Oh, this is what wasn't meant to be. It's too difficult and justify giving up where in reality, if you have the same commitment, the same thing that matters to you, then I'm trying to sneeze. I'm not crying. <laughs> I sneeze coming up, <laughs> getting emotional at the same time. No. Um, if you have that same commitment, that's your common denominator. You'll see, you will succeed. Right. So I've never, well, Josh, thank you. I've never actually heard someone put it that way. It's like, if your common denominator is we're committed to this blessing, no matter what, yeah, absolutely. You'll succeed. And it sounds like to, that's one of the only things that matter to you essentially, right? It was the most crucial thing that mattered to me. Yeah. And, and not naive to think like, it'll be easy with that. Like mm -hmm. there's, you know, that's not the only thing that matters. That was the most internal point. And then there's like everything else externally that we needed to um, talk about and be on the same page about. And the, the 40 questions help like to elaborate that. Um, but what was like really strong was I was able to trust her very strongly from like early on that like her, the answers she gave were truthful. And we agreed on a lot of things and we had a lot of fun talking too. 
um, like the calls were like multiple hours and we, I'm not a texter, but I wanted to text her quite a lot. And yeah, I just had a really, I would always leave the calls in like a very good mood and a good spirit, um, which, you know, it doesn't, isn't always the case. Got it. So it was like internally and externally reasons, like everything went really smoothly and it always stayed that way. Okay, Josh, enough of you. Yeah. We'll go, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll, we're happy to give and take. You guys can chime in like anytime you have a comment, just chime in, it's fine. Rico, what about you? How's your matching process experience? Yes. Okay, mine was very different from Josh's. So yeah, I'm basically, I'm on re-blessing. So I was previously blessed when I was 19 and that did not work out um and there was like a lot of self-blame through it and like my capability to trust people I felt like I couldn't receive love from anybody even my parents I really went through a lot of challenges and like yeah I couldn't get my value from God and so I went to GPA for two years to really overcome everything to fix my heart I didn't want to go into my next blessing like feeling like I can't give anything to the other person and so I really needed time to like work on myself and overcoming different things. So I had like a lot of insecurities. Um, but yeah, I'm going into the process with Josh. Like a lot of people are telling me, Rika, like you went through so much in your first blessing and like, don't blame yourself. Like you did your 5% and things like that. And they're telling me your second blessing will go a lot more smoothly. Don't worry. But that was not the case. <laughs> um, I went through multiple different like processes. Even after that, many people rejected me for like external things like, oh, you're re-blessing. Um, I cannot accept that. Or yeah, very external people didn't even give me like a chance to like get to know who I am as a person. They just judged a book by its cover. They didn't try to look at the inside. Um, yeah, Josh was the very first person who actually tried to get to know me as a person. And I really respected that. Um, yeah, so a process like right before Josh's, like, I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I need to take a break. I'm just going to focus on carb. And like, I was telling my mom, I'm going to take my profile off the matching site. Like, I'm too stressed and overwhelmed. I can't, I need to take a break. Um, so like, I was, I was explaining to Josh, it was like, I was like closing the window. Like, I was about to close it shut. And Josh just slid right through right before I closed the window. And like his family, <laughs> yeah, his family just reached out. So we were in very two different places when our process mm. started. I was in the worst state. He was in his best state. Um, and yeah, so basically, like every process that I went through, my mom always brought up to the other family, um, are you aware that my daughter is a re-blessing? And... Yeah, she always mentioned it, but for some reason, in the call with the Fontaine's family, she didn't mention it. And so I was like, why didn't you mention it? Like, you have to mention it. Um, but she was saying, it's on the profile. There's no way that they'll miss it, right? But then I was like, you know, mom, there's a 1% chance that they did miss it. But, but yeah, so she was like, okay, like, don't worry. I'm sure they know. Um, but there was like, I don't know there was a part of me that was like I have a feeling they don't know I don't know why but I just have a feeling so in our very first call me and Josh's call the very first sentence I said to him was hi Josh like are you aware that I'm a re-blessing and that was the first sentence that he heard that I guess hit him a lot for me like I was scared he told me oh, I was not aware of that. My parents don't know that either. Mm -hmm. I was like, I knew it. I knew it. Okay, it's done. It's not going to work out. So many people rejected me because of that. Okay, it's done. But then to him, he was like, wow, Rika, you are so honest. And mm -hmm. I really respect that. And he took it in very positively. And like he, and I really felt like his like respect a lot. And like his positive mindset towards everything. And yeah, for me, it was like a very scary moment, but for him, it was like a very joyful moment. So again, we're in two different places. I'd um, like to add in here, it wasn't just her saying, 
um, I want you to make sh- like you need to be aware I'm a re-blessing. And when I told her, oh, I, I did not know that, um, but that's okay. We can still talk. Her second sentence was, no, you need to tell your parents. It's very important. Promise me you'll tell your parents. And I was like, whoa, this is like legit. She's, she's committed to this. You know, it's no joke um, for her what this means. And I fully like, it's like this girl knows what the blessing means. And she's honest and committed to like not playing games about this. This is like eternal. That's what got me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that I did say that in the first sentence. Um, but yeah, yeah. Just his reaction towards everything, his attitude, like, I felt like, oh, this is a person that will put in the effort to get to get to know me as a person instead of having concepts about me through that. And like his reaction was very natural too. It wasn't like he didn't look like he was pushed back or anything, but he was very calm and collected. And from that moment, I felt, wow, this is a very different process. It's someone that I want to trust. It's someone that I feel like I can trust. So yeah, that was my start of going into the matching process. Okay, thanks for sharing that, Rika. I think that's very, I mean, it's it's indicative of where many people are actually right now. And mm-hmm. I think if I can highlight one point of your story that, that I see from my perspective, that maybe you have seen as well, and a lot of people are at, is that, you know, with the past experience, like being blessed, having a previous blessing experience, you can make that experience a point of shame or you can make it a point of just fact. And it's up to you to decide how you portray it. So people have people who have experiences that they're ashamed of will go into a communication phase or relationship and they'll kind of like hide it as long as possible. And they'll kind of like in a whisper say, did you, you know, you know, like at the end of the conversation, I'm, I'm, you know, re-blessing and I'm really ashamed of it. But actually I think what you did, Rika, is you actually did the high noon thing, which is to shed light on it. And when you shed light on something, then shame can't exist. That's the fastest way to eliminate shame. Does that make sense? So maybe that's why Josh was, was attracted to that. It's because you're op- open and honest about it from the beginning. And I've yeah. talked with a lot of people who have points in the p- points of mistakes or past experiences or whatever that they're maybe ashamed of. And the more you put weight on that, the more you make that your identity, the more that power you actually give it because I'm this, because I'm that, because I'm yeah. this color, because I'm, I'm this height or because I'm whatever, yeah. I have a lisp, the more power you actually give it. And the only way to, to eliminate shame is to just shed light on it and be like, Hey, yeah, this is why, like, this is a fact about me. What do you think? You know? Like that's, that's actually the best way to, to approach these types of things, because we all have shame. We all have, we all have points of pain in our lives, guys. We all have mistakes. Yeah. And even with that, that's also is like, it, it showed me the trust and commitment and everything, but also it showed me, or at least it showed me like the early stages of this isn't something over her head, hmm. you know, because with, that was one of the questions I, I did need to know, like, you know, she is a re-blessing and I keep that in mind. Um, is she still dwelling on that re-blessing? And is that still something that's popped up a lot for her? How much has she worked on it? What what happened there? Mm. Um, and I just, when she shared it like that, is at least a very strong indicator for me that like she's worked on this a lot. I do believe that because if she didn't, she wouldn't be so strongly upfront about it. You know, she wouldn't be able to do that. Mm. I don't think at least. Mm. yeah I personally didn't want to go into my next process like thinking that the next person will like fix me or fix my heart I didn't want to rely on them Mm. so I really wanted to like work on myself and get myself back to where I was um so yeah I really worked on my relationship with God and your parents a lot and my own parents and like I want to be at a place where I can give again um to the next person um 
So yeah, I feel that it, it's important to really take time. I think like whether it's re-blessing or like past experiences that people go through. Um, I know many people who say, oh, I'm not worthy of getting blessed because of everything I did in the past. But like, God doesn't really look at those things. God really looks at um, what you have now, what you overcame. And like, there's only the present and the future ahead of us, not past. So really mm, just, yeah, accepting ourselves for who we are now. And um, yeah, moving forward is really important. And that was a really big lesson for me. And everyone is capable of being loved and capable of having someone who will accept you for who you are. So yeah, and for me, that was Joshua Fontaine. <laughs> that's awesome, Rika. I think you should just talk the rest of the podcast, if that's all right. Yeah, he's good at it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do have a question for you. So what would you, if you were to identify the most important quality that you were mm -hmm. looking for someone, right? Like if you were to narrow it down, what mattered the most to you? What would you say? Mm -hmm. um, similar to Josh, commitment, someone who is committed and know, um, know why they want the blessing themselves, not because their parents told them to go to the blessing or because I feel like I should but like he knew his own reasoning and his own purpose of why he wants the blessing. Uh, that's one of the reasons why my previous one did not work out. It was because they wanted to make their parents happy or it wasn't something they wanted themselves. And there was not really a big commitment there. And also I really treasure honesty, which he has a lot. Um, being honest with everything, communicating very well and yeah, I mean, like you guys kind of already talked about, only commitment isn't going to do anything, but it is something that can um, really bring everything together True, As long as you're committed, you can work things out. And I wanted someone who is willing to grow together with me, um, not just think that the blessing is the end goal, but it's actually the starting line and having that kind of mindset, like, everything that we received until the blessing, now we have to give back to the world, give back to the people who invested into us. And so, yeah, I think that was really important for me. Arigato. <laughs> That's really speechless, right? <laughs> Josh, do you have anything to add to that? Um, God, I just listened to her and my mind goes blank because I'm- That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a trying that's a sign of true listening because <laughs> you're not thinking while you're listening right yeah okay uh i have a question so this is specific about kind of your preparation for matching blessing because you, you both of you seem like you've been through like here's the thing when people see you guys get blessed on stage nobody knows that like no one knows that you had this previous blessing experience rika nobody knows josh the internal turmoil and the self-loathing and the the self-weenie self -weenie talk that you give yourself nobody knows that stuff but when you share it like this it's like wow this couple who seemingly is the happiest couple in the world getting married in hawaii taking all these photos and putting it on facebook it's like no everyone's got everyone's got stuff right yeah. everyone's done work to get where they are no matter how old young experienced non-experienced we are everybody has it so it's it is a losing game to compare ourselves to others because it keeps us stuck and it keeps us feeling like we're unworthy and we're shameful right so this this question is coming with uh what what was something that you had to overcome in order to find a match and get blessed in your own personal journey yeah so i can start so there are like a, a few different things that i needed to really work on um to like self-esteem you can you can tell from just like what we've shared like so it's not that i'm an unconfident person but in strong spurts this is a huge self-esteem like difficulty really comes up for me um and you know tons of reasons i'm sure that like brought it to that point um but like i think a huge one i had a like big porn addiction growing up 
And that brought a lot of shame and like disgust in myself. Um, and it was really difficult to work through. And I had a lot of like, what Rico was saying, just like not worthy. Yeah, I didn't think I was worthy for a long time. I didn't think I could ever receive the blessing, especially when I hadn't even like shared about my porn with anybody. Porn addiction when I was a teenager, because I wanted the blessing for a long time, but I was like, I can't ever receive it. I'll probably be stuck single forever. Um, and like, nobody ever told me that, that that was going to happen. And like, I know I went to talks and they talked about porn and it's like, guys, it's like, we'll help you. And I was just like, totally mind blocked and I couldn't listen to it. Um, but yeah, that brought like a huge self-esteem um, difficulty for me. And it took a long time to really get over that. And, you know, I had a really wonderful support system in my life where I stopped hiding it and I started really sharing it um, and getting it out there. And really the year before I met Rika, I was investing a lot of like consistent effort and not just like focusing on a, the porn addiction, which to that point had curbed a lot. You know, I had been working on it for like a long, quite a long time. And I didn't want to do it just for the blessing. I wanted to do it for me too. Um, and I was investing in the blessing at the same time, like trying to get myself to a position where I can like want to get matched or believe in myself to get matched. So it was like match net every single day. Um, and having a friend like push me in that and he wasn't letting me like stop and he wasn't letting me self-loathe um when I was going down he was like no you like you've got this you're like a wonderful person it was like a lot of love and support from my family and from brothers and older brothers and uncle figures and like I talked to a lot of people and it was like really helpful uh to work on that and I know that's a little bit vague but like yeah, there's just a lot in it. Um, then like another thing is I had a, I was in a matching process previously um, and I got scared from that process because I became attached really easily and it scared me that I wouldn't be able to, um, I don't know, objectively see a process that I'm in or make a really good decision or whatever. I got really scared because I was, we were talking a lot and then I was like, Oh, she's faithful. We're going to get blessed. Like it, it has to be that way. And I was ignoring a lot of the challenges that were in that matching process. Um, and like, while she was a really good sister, we were not a good fit together for, you know, I don't need to go into why there's like a lot of different reasons for it. Um, but I was, yeah, I was young and immature in a lot of ways and it scared me when it ended and it took me a long time to even just trust myself in a matching process, trust myself that I could, you know, make good decisions and be someone who can see the, the person I'm looking at with really pure eyes and like see her as God's daughter. Um, those are like two massive challenges that I needed to work through. Thanks for sharing, Josh. Mm -hmm. It sounds like a common theme for your experience is uh, self-confidence. Self-confidence being not like an outward confidence, but an inward, like a belief in oneself. Yeah. So that comes up in your matching process, believing that you can make good decision. It comes up in your, in your, your porn habit. Can I even beat this thing? Yeah. Can I even find someone? It might just going to be like this forever. So that's relatable to a lot of people. And if you could highlight a little bit about what happened, like what changed and how, or how have you uh, grown in that area? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What really, I mean, probably a lot of small like steps, you know, not giving up when, you know, I was going through challenges and, you know, my self-loathing would always have like good, more cutoffs when I could expose it to my parents, especially like whatever I was going through. Um, and they'd help me see through it a lot better. Um, but yeah, like really what the, the major experience was, was that like 
that day where I was, I was taking a run. I was listening to the MatchNet um, video and it was a video where you were sharing your blessing experience, which I'd heard like two or three times already. And I was like, oh yeah, nice experience. It was all right. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I was listening to it. I was like, cool, sure, inspiring. Um, like that day I was listening to it, you know, down, beating myself up. It was like a lot of mental health difficulties that this whole of last year until that moment, so like six months, felt like a cloud in my head, didn't know how to get out of it. Everything felt jumbled. Um, but you shared something in the video so specific. You were like, it was when father was like, all right, you guys are going to pick your matches. Not, not me. You guys have to do it. Maybe you'll have more ownership then. And you were sharing like what ran through your head at the time was, I can't do this. I'm not capable of choosing someone the right way. I'll make the wrong choice. Um, there's like a lot of different like questions about yourself that were so negative and so hurtful. And then father was like, whoever you choose, God will support you. And I know people have heard this already. Like, and then you changed your mindset. You're like, I can do this. I am a child of God. My decisions are like beautifully run. And like you, you flipped all of them. And as you were saying each thing, like the negative ones were hitting me like, yeah, I'm worthless too. It hit me really hard. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as you're saying all the positive ones, it was literally like every word you said was like into my heart. Like that's exactly how I felt when I heard father say those words, you said it and you said all the positive stuff and it hit me so strongly. And my, like it, I don't know how to, else to describe it. The clouds in my head felt like they just like cleared and everything just started clicking in my head. And I don't really understand it, but they really started clicking. And then I was like on the phone with my friend and I was like, dude, I got to go. I need to talk to my parents for like right now. And he was like, go be free. And my mom walked through the door at that exact moment. Heaven working miracles. And I sat her down and I was like, listen, I need to tell you everything that's going on in my heart and in my head. And I need you to just listen. And she did. She didn't like talk back about any part of it. She just listened to it. Um, and a lot of it was just like self-doubts and difficulty with them and matching problems. And like, I got it out and I said, this is what I need to do. I need to be a candidate. I need to do my matching plan with you guys and I want to be fully united in this and everything that's on my heart about this matching I want to trust and they're like we trust you with everything and they agreed to everything and we did it and it took like oh two years to try and do my candidate stuff in that matching plan I was trying to do it for two years never worked out couldn't get through with it and then one week after that it was all cleaned we finished everything and it was like powerful moment of clarity and like everything just started lining up a lot better. I was just more clear with everything I was doing. Then obviously challenges were still there, but like the self-belief to do it was there. It was like, it wasn't questioning, can I get matched? And can I fully overcome this porn problem? It was, yes, I will. I believed it. I didn't have a doubt about it. Rika, any response to that? Good job. <laughs> Good job. You're done. You can, you, you can graduate, Josh. No, you're, you're not done. You're just starting. <laughs> We're yeah. All yeah. I heard this story several times, but yeah, I think especially when you're in like that dark loop going in a loop over and over again, it's really hard to get out of there. So, and I know that friend that he was talking to. So yeah, I really, I really treasure like friends with faith, um, people who you can be able to do different like activities together, watch videos with, because um, through that support that we get in our life, we are able to, yeah, overcome many different things. So I really treasure relationships and I'm really happy that Josh has people like that who support him in his life. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs the support, so. Yeah. Yeah. You went from a, a, a pretty drastic transformation from when, when we, when you first were sharing and I asked you 
why did you, I asked you, why did you not want to be involved in your matching process? Like, why did you not want to have any say and like give everything to your parents? Like, that's a very drastic change from that to I can do this. Like, I have confidence that what I'm doing can be guided by God. Like, that's really different, right? And what I've seen is that many, it's like everyone has to go through this process of, tru- of, of having trust in themselves. And your father said it so many times to parents saying that the same God that works through me can work through you when you're helping your own kids get matched and blessed. He said it to us at our own matching process. The same God that works through me can work through your own original mind. So I think that what I like to say is that as long as your heart is pure and your motivation is clear, you shouldn't be worried about making the wrong choice. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want to do what is best for God, for the world, for your family, for your future, if you genuinely want that, and that's all you have, then whatever decision you make in that realm, God will 100% guide you and support you, 100%. Like, that's all it takes. And that's a purity of heart. And there's a purity of mind and purity of action, which is also required, which is what you worked on, right, Josh? Sexual integrity, pornography. As long as you have these, the purity, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, that, that's kind of hard to say, right? It doesn't matter, but really, like, it doesn't matter. Like, stop overthinking it. And just trust that you have the right motivation, you know, and you want to do what's right. Yeah. Why wouldn't God support that? Why wouldn't God want to guide you there? Yeah, it was strong. I mean, I, and maybe to, to clear up, yeah, I, uh, to believe in myself with the matching. Um, and then how did that even lead to, like, saying, yep, parents, I fully believe in you. You make the decision. I wasn't, like, trying to push off responsibility of making a decision. Um, like actually at that moment, I had to like, in my mind, there was somebody that I wanted to reach out to. And I didn't trust that feeling at all. Hmm. Um, I felt like it was all in the wrong intentions. Um, and yeah, after that experience, I was able to say, no, it's not wrong intentions. It is pure intentions. Um, and I was able to share with them. And then, you know, we talked about it and we all, decided together like they said let's do a prayer condition to think about the person and we all decided together no i don't think it's a good fit um Mm -hmm. but it was really hard for me to even go to them and say that um but then after we decided it wasn't a good fit and we moved on from it i felt very clear and i was like i know i want my parents to to do this for me i make the decision that i want my parents to find my spouse like i will do everything to to accept my spouse and to say, yes, this was my choice that I said yes to her. And there's nobody else in the world for me except for her. Um, but yeah, that, that my decision of full trust. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Josh. Okay, Rika, what is something you've overcome in finding your match in blessing? Mm. Yeah, I talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think it'll be self-blame. Um, yeah, my cousin is also in the church and he got blessed when I was like in the fifth grade elementary. And from seeing their blessing, like I was very passionate about the blessing since I was like 10 years old. And that was always my dream, um, to be blessed. And so I did everything that, um, like to keep everything pure and, um, I was communicate with my parents, um, about it. And I was I was telling them how much I want to get blessed. Um, And so I really believe that the blessing, like everything I have, I will give to this one person because that was my image of the blessing. And like, I had like this whole mindset, I guess in a way fantasizing like what a blessing is supposed to be. Um, And then, yeah, when my first blessing didn't work out, like it was very heartbreaking for me. Like, I felt very repentful to like everybody in my life. Like, I'm sorry I couldn't keep this like idea of blessing to like work out. And yeah, I tried to like work it out for a very long time, but I knew I was really in a bad place. Like this isn't something everyone in my life wanted me to continue. It just brought me into a worse place. Like this, they're telling me like, God like wants you to be happy too. God doesn't want you to be in misery through this blessing and 
like no matter what happened like I definitely did not want to break it um but even after six months when like it was only me like putting in the efforts and nothing was working out like that's when I realized like the blessing really takes two people to work out it can't just be one person's investments if the other person is not putting in their effort then a blessing will not work out it has to be two becoming one um so when I realized that like I decided to break it but still yeah there are like parts of me that really felt like if I did this better then Mm -hmm. it wouldn't have broken if I were able to do this if I did that um and for a very long time for about two years I really blamed myself for everything um and yeah even on GPA like um I was told to not tell people about it or I couldn't really openly talk about it um and I literally only had God to go to and to parents Sundoke to read to really overcome things and I repeatedly read like true mother's um Sundoke about gratitude like really don't complain about things you don't have be grateful for things that you do have and I really tried to focus on that and um I had to little by little start accepting myself again and um, being more open and being able to receive God's love because I was very closed off to it and yeah I'll say like I had this big self-blame where any when anything happened I always thought it was my fault um, even when it wasn't um, so that was like a very big insecurity that I had not being able to receive um, because yeah I just had this really bad mindset about that um, and yeah, I was actually in 2020, I was at Korea uh, for the blessing. Um, and Trimala had like this forgiveness ceremony. Um, the, what's it called? Special grace? Yeah, special grace. Yeah, okay. had a special grace ceremony. And like people say I'm like spiritually sensitive. Or I don't know. But yeah, when I drank that holy wine, like I... I just felt God's unconditional love very immensely. And like, I just heard a voice of God telling me like, Rika, like, it's not like your fault. You're forgiven already. You don't need to continuously blame yourself. And like, yeah, you are already forgiven. So don't beat yourself up like that. Things like that. And so yeah, they were like, those like they're really God like of course there are many support around me as well but in the end it was really God and two parents who helped me immensely to overcome all these challenges that I was going through of hating myself blaming myself um insecurities so yeah I think that was a big challenge that took me about two years to overcome yeah thanks for sharing that you got any response Josh yeah, she when she shared all of this with me the first time. So when I heard, you know, re-blessing, I didn't mind. I had actually prepared my heart for, um, like, what if I'm with someone who's a re-blessing? I'd spent a long time thinking about that, specifically that question. I don't know why that one popped in. Um, but I always really thought about, like, could I accept that? Could I work with that? And you know, ultimately, I was like, yeah. I can, I really is the heart behind, you know, what happened first that I want to listen to. And so when we continued talking and she shared more detail and I did not push her or rush her to share with me, I was like, at your own pace, um, then I'll be ready to listen. And I forget how long in, maybe a few weeks, I think. I think it was during the 21 days. Yeah, so a couple of weeks in, um, she shared about her whole experience and man, I was like heartbroken hearing it. I cannot believe she went through all of that. Um, I, I mean, I listened to the whole story a couple of times and I put no blame on Rika in the slightest. It was, you know, traumatic experience. And yeah, I, I just wanted to know more about her more and more from it. I was like, I need to know this girl. I can't, uh, it was like, there was like no part of me that was like, I want to walk away. When I heard that, I wanted to really learn more about like, why is she so special? How can someone make it through such a 
difficult experience and be so faithful and strong. You know, she had a incredible like aura in her. Well, I wish you guys were together right now so you could give give each other a hug. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing that, both of you guys. Um, yeah, we can wrap up soon. But I want to ask one last question because I think people who are trying to get matched and go through this blessing thing um, will benefit from knowing what is a belief, skill, or quality that you developed personally that served you well in the matching process? The belief, skill, or quality, or something you developed? I can definitely say honesty, being very honest with yourself, with your parents and with the person you'll be going to a process with. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, well, I asked around many people too, like what is a quality that you really treasure in your relationship with your husband or with your spouse? Many of them say honesty. Um, mm-hmm. Honesty is a key to a successful relationship. So I guess you don't hide things from each other. At times it could hurt, the honesty could hurt, but um, as long as you can trust each other, then there won't be any barriers that will be made. So I really think both of our honesty with each other brought us to where we are right now. I would agree with honesty being a huge one. I think for me, at least though, so, so being honest and hearing honesty, but then um, not judging, giving a person time to, you know, she could have shared anything right off the bat and I wouldn't have said no. You know, I didn't, I didn't think I had any like deal breakers that would be like an immediate no other than, you know, something that was so out of tune with my alignments, you know, I'm a, I'm a dude, you know? <laughs> yeah. Something super out of, out of like, <laughs> out of the way. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to get to know her. Anything she shared, I wasn't, I was ready to hear and listen and invest into. And I think that was also really helpful. I didn't have any like prejudgments made um, to put out. Open-minded, perhaps. Yeah, that's a good word. Hmm. That's a really good quality. He has very open-minded. Cool. All right, guys, thanks for being sappy with us. Um, if you have anything else to add, you can say it now and then we'll close. Guys, Rico Tsubo is the most fun person ever. <laughs> Stop. I have a lot of fun listening to her. She's so free-spirited. Oh, my God. There we go. That's you. <laughs> Two peas in a pod. We have Josh and Rika. Thanks for joining us. Now everyone will be able to hear your story from around the world. Okay, if you guys enjoyed this episode, I want you to share it with someone you love. I want you to to subscribe or follow wherever you're listening to, whatever podcast player you're on. And also join matchnet.us. Go to matchnet.us if you want to hear more about what Josh is talking about, this video that changed his life and transformed everything for him. Okay, right? It was, yeah. All right, thanks so much for being here, guys. Thank you.